So how are you feeling? I'm really excited to see him. Because last time we met up on a Sunday where clearly we had to get up and go to work the next day. And so tonight, it's a Friday night, and, like, we're in a more relaxed environment. And it's not just, like, we have to go part our ways. Like, we like we can stay out later. There's no, like, deadline. It's Friday night. Who knows? Today on DTR, Carrie and Chip go on a second date. All the excitement that comes from a good first date is put to the test to see if there's something actually there. And then in the second half of the show, we're doing a public service. We're bringing back Carrie's other date, Jason. Remember him, lover of motorcycles and hearing himself talk? We're going to sit him down and make him listen to what he sounds like on a date. And then we're going to give him a stern talking to. You got to know your audience. Mm. You have to be aware that, hey, man, this chick does not give a fuck about motorcycles. (laughs) This is DTR. I'm Jane Marie. So here we are, Carrie and Chip's second date. They are both in the startup world. They both like running. And they had a pretty easy rapport immediately. If you haven't heard their first date, go back and listen to episode one of this season. Here's a snippet. (laughs) No, 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 but seriously, I think you're great. Thank you. You're not so bad yourself. Having good chemistry on a first date is rad, but it's not a guarantee of anything. So much can change on that second meeting. The optimism of a first date is replaced with a more critical eye. You want so badly for it to work that you start scanning for any sign that it won't. He doesn't pronounce nuclear right. She has a weird rat's nest in the back of her hair. They stink. So what's in the cards for Carrie and Chip? Well, we recorded the whole date so you can hear for yourself. Quick recap. Carrie is new to New York City by way of Arkansas. And Carrie is up for anything. This lady has a lust for life, a joie de vivre. She thinks nothing of going out dancing until 4 a.m. on a weeknight. In fact, that's exactly what she did the night before this date. And yet, somehow, tonight she looks incredible. And she's just gotten her hair done. It's platinum blonde with a little purple tint. Carrie is bringing it. Chip, the guy we set her up with, is really excited too. And he's nervous. I'd say walking to the first bar, I was, like, regular nervous, like, for any date I would be, you know, wiping my hands on my... Oh, man, this is all embarrassing stuff. But now it's just, like, the whole mic thing's on. Do you have any fears, like, I hope this does or doesn't happen? Yeah, well, so I guess the plan after this, or at some point later tonight, is to meet up with her friends. Uh, That's a little bit nerve-wracking, just because... It's like kind of weird to be in that place where you're just someone that, like if a girl takes you to meet her friends, it's like, not that it has to be a significant move, but it's like, I'm just some guy she's been on a date with. So it's, I don't know. Chip is talking about how Carrie already has a post-date date planned for them, and it involves meeting her friends, which could mean anything. Maybe she's desperate to get out of this one-on-one situation with Chip. Maybe she wants her friends to give her a thumbs up. Maybe she's just trying to wear him out so they can go home and snuggle at the end of the night. Who knows? In any case, expectations were high. Maybe too high. Okay, go-to dessert. Okay. I'm being fully honest, my go-to dessert's no dessert. I don't eat dessert. I mean, like, I will from time to time, and, like, I think sweet food is good. But I believe if, like, dinner's done well, you're good. Maybe I phrased that wrong. Like, I still eat a lot. Right? Like, I'm skinny because of genetics, not because I'm, like, not feeding myself. But 
Is it getting too hot for you guys? My go-to dessert is no dessert. Come on, Chip, play along. Maybe you'll do better with this next conversation topic. I bought my first cast iron pan. Oh my God, congrats. On Monday, drunk Amazon person. No way, you get the lodge? Uh, It's like medium. No, the lodge is like the brand. I got mine on Amazon too. We're going to interrupt this riveting date talk to talk about economics. There's a term for what you're hearing here. It's called bad equilibrium. And it explains why early on in courtship, people tend to stick to boring topics like desserts and kitchen appliances. It's because everyone is playing it safe in the beginning. No one wants to say something provocative or potentially offensive because they don't want to alienate the other person and risk their chance of being liked. So people get stymied in bad equilibrium with a whole lot of boring chit chat. This one study found that when people were forced to ask each other more interesting questions early on, one of them was like, have you ever broken someone's heart? People had a better time. Anyway, Carrie and Chip carry on with this bad equilibrium. They move on to the super hot topic of wallets. The wallet thing I like though, I've had the same wallet since I was eight. Can I see it? Uh, Maybe later. It's a little embarrassing. I made it when I was eight. Oh my God, I really want to see it. Do you really, Carrie? But here, she's about to make a pretty bold move. She's about to throw off that bad equilibrium. Carrie forgot her ID tonight, and she needs it to go out again later with her friends. And so, despite the kind of meh start to the evening, she finds a creative way of turning the mission of picking up her ID into a chance to flirt with Chip. And, well, take a listen. Okay, you're going to see my embarrassing, dirty, unpacked apartment. And so your embarrassing thing can be the wallet that you made when you were eight. Maybe. You could leave me outside. Oh, that's true. Wouldn't that be the classy thing for me to do anyway? I don't know. Is that classy? Shit. So I was unclassy by assuming that you were going to come up there? Probably. I'm not that type of guy. I'm not even allowed to look at your apartment until, like, the eighth date. What eighth date, Chip? Later on, our producer, Matt, checked in with Chip and asked what was going on with the whole I'm too classy to go up to your apartment thing. Walk me through when you said, um, I'm not that kind of guy. (laughs) When did I say that? Early on. I think you were kind of joking, but... Um, I don't have any expectations in terms of, like, I think what you're leading on to is, like, what happens after you've had a good date in the night, whether it's your first or second date. I don't have any expectations. I'm not opposed to anything, and I'm always a fan of, like, exploring all parts of... A date, okay, that that wording was so bad. I meant like, <laughs> God. Our producer, Julia, caught up with Carrie and caught right to the chase. So what do you think is going to have to happen tonight in order for this night to end with a kiss? Uh, a lot more alcohol and, I don't know, to show that he's like, let's loose on the dance floor. Or like shows that um, he can... Also, like, enjoy some life, too. It just seems like a guy that's, uh, he's like, I just want to be rich, and I'm 23, and I'm really smart, and I can do it. I mean, I'll do it, if he loosens up. Carrie is an adventurous gal, and she's giving her date the benefit of the doubt that he'll eventually catch up to her, that he'll want to go up to her apartment one of these dates. When we first met Carrie, she told us she wants someone who matches her energy. 
Is someone who just feeds off of it enough for her? And so a few days later, Carrie came in to tell us what happened later on that night after our producers left them. Hello, Carrie's here. Hey, Carrie. Hi, how are you? So did you let loose? I let loose. (laughs) (laughs) So we would go, we go back to my apartment. He goes up there and uh, he meets my roommates. And we ended up (laughs) drinking like a bottle and a half of wine Mm -hmm. with my roommates. So we ended up hanging out there for probably an hour and a half. He was like a normal person later on. We ended up kissing that night. It was good. And I don't remember how the night ended up, but I ended up by myself in my bed. So I'm sure my roommates like took me home. It was great. Like I really enjoyed the time that we had with him because we were out and um, we danced and he like met some other friends of mine. And he actually told me, he was like, you know, like you're really into this like music scene and you seem to, you know, go out and explore a lot. Like I want to do that. He literally said this. He was like, I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to do Teach these things with you. Teach me how to live, Carrie. Teach me how to live. Yeah. He, he was like, the next time you go to a concert, <laughs> come, like, I want to come with you. He said that. And we actually are going to a show next Thursday. <gasps> you have a third date. Yes. Wow. Yeah. But are you actually into him? Or are you into him being game for what you're into? That is such a good question. That is such a good question. So the things that I like about him, and I've thought about this, we can clearly connect on an intellectual level and we can talk about things and I like feel comfortable challenging him and, you know, vice versa. And I really do like him. Yeah, yeah. I I can't tell if this is just like someone that I'm getting along with right now and I'm like trying to introduce him to things. Or Sounds like you're doing that yeah, to me. I, I know. I know. I think that the night you're going to go to that concert, like, what if your soulmate is at the concert and then you're there with, like, all yeah. your old chip on your shoulder? You know what I mean? Because you're not being like, oh, there's, like, you know, you're not talking about a guy the way people talk about when they have a crush on somebody. Yeah. Where they're, like, you're kind of going on and on about what's great about him and everyone around you is, like, so annoyed, you know, because they're, like, shut up. I don't know this guy and this is boring. But... You're not doing that. <laughs> I know. I know. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'm just giving it a chance. Like This was like. Yeah. I don't, wow. Speaking. You're, you're spitting truth at me right now. I'm sorry. I spit truth. <laughs> you're, you're my mirror that I don't want to look at. We've all been on a second date like Chip and Carrie's. One that just doesn't live up to the magic of the first. All that potential squashed with one flat, long, boring conversation after another. But for Carrie, she's still learning if she likes someone because she can impress them or if she likes someone because she actually likes them. In the meantime, she's having fun. After the break, Jason, Carrie's date from the last episode who talked on and on and on about motorcycles and wanting to be the president, we bring him into the studio for a little heart-to-heart along with a friend of mine, for some additional male perspective. You ready to hear some date tape? No, oh, no. Uh, oh, Jason. Let's just rip the Band-Aid. Let's just do it. That's after the break. Welcome back. So... 
Remember Jason, Carrie's date, who didn't ask her any questions about herself and talked the whole time? A $10,000 motorcycle is faster. You'd have to spend a million dollars on a car to have the equivalent accelerative potential. Okay, cool stuff, dude. We all know that guy, but we don't all want to date that guy. So this is how Carrie felt right after her date with Jason. On the on a date side, that fucking sucked. I literally know everything about him. And he doesn't know anything about me. Carrie is a sport, but man, I never want to hear another woman suffer her terrible fate. And so for some reason, Jason agreed to come into the studio and let us give him some advice. He's about to get an earful. For some backup, I invited a friend of mine to join us. Hi, my name is Jude Angelini. I'm a Libra. I'm an author as well. I enjoy antiquing. I have an extensive eyeglass collection. Jude Angelini is better known as Rude Jude. He's the host of the All Out Show on Sirius XM and does an advice segment on there called What Would Jude Do? It's hilarious. And he just wrote a book of personal stories called Hummingbird. Jude is the perfect guest today because he's really good at first dates. Terrible at relationships, just awful, but great on first dates. What's your fatal flaw when dating? Like, what? why are you single? Oh, I got issues. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> let's just be real. It's not even like, uh, I'm pretty good and charming when it, when I need to be, but like, I, I have a very hard time trusting. Mm-hmm. And I, I... Which is a part of a relationship that's kind of... That's kind of a big deal. Crucial, yeah. So I'm real good at like the first seven. You know, I'm really good at... I'm good at re- like if any chicks out there on a rebound, I can talk to you and have <laughs> sex with you and listen to what you have to say. And then you can go find someone that you can settle down with. I'm just not good at I'm not good at relationships, at relationships, but you're good at the first date. But I'm working on it. Yeah, I'm I'm oh, I'm a beast on the first date. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so being good at the first few dates and being good at long term relationships, those are two very different skill sets. For the purposes of today, we're just focusing on the early game. What is it that makes Jude a beast on the first date? I'm pretty good face to face. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I can walk up to a woman and feel comfortable talking to her. Mm-hmm. So, do you is do you have any big theories about what to do on a first date? Who me? Yeah, you don't do anything where you're not going to speak to one another. Like, never go. Don't go to the movies, or I don't even like going to a show. Like, right. I I want to be able to sit and talk talk with a person and kind of experience something with them. And what's your approach to talking? Well, I, I ask them questions. Uh-huh. And then I then I say stuff about myself which will bring which which helps with sharing. What Jude is describing is called having a conversation. He also had a pointer about what not to talk about. You know, I don't, like, bring up my breakups on the first date, but if a chick needs to talk about it, I'll go ahead. You know, I, you yeah, know, like, yeah. I allow... You kind of feel it out. I allow them to dictate yeah. the dictate where it's going to go. So Jason came into the studio one afternoon carrying his motorcycle helmet. Hello? And once we Hello. got him settled in the studio, Jay. it was time for Thank everyone you. to meet. Okay. Hi, Jude. What's up, Jason? It's pretty ballsy to get your get your date taped, bro. I haven't heard it yet, so... I can't wait to hear you. Yeah, I I haven't either. I can only imagine what uh, tomfoolery awaits. Jason was, of course, a little nervous. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely anxious. Yeah, I, I I'm not ru- it's I, I'm not rushed with anxiety, but uh, I could only imagine 
uh, as I'm sure will be a topic of discussion, the more nervous I am, I think the more won't I am to to speak or be verbose. Not that mm-hmm. I'm not that I'm normally not somewhat of a loquacious fellow, but uh, I could just imagine. <laughs> Man, Jason, you got some big words. You sound awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you loquacious. I don't. Yes. Yeah. You ready to hear some date tape? Oh, no. Uh, oh, Jason. Let's just rip, oh, let's just, Jason. Let's just rip the Band-Aid. Let's just do it. Okay, go. Parts of it make So, it I guess it's really hard to tell, but um, if you see how, like, in this whole area, there's not, like, much fairing. It, I don't know what fairings are. Everything that's white is considered the motorcycle's body, so everything that's okay. going to be white. The red stuff is the frame. That's, like, okay. what the guts of it are bolted to. Okay. Um... And so there's not much. Uh, no. Oh, buddy, I could just, I could just feel her <laughs> eyes glazing over as you describe a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. She tried though. She was like, "What's fairing? Let me just yeah. try to be part of it. Help me help you." Yeah, yeah. What were you thinking at that moment? I wasn't thinking. I mean, to me, the way, I clearly, I mean, the way that I remember it is, she was asking me a lot of questions. So to me. I was just answering the questions. I don't know if I, <laughs> I I'm not going to say it definitely wouldn't have gone into detail or anything, but I don't know if I would have gone into such detail if she wasn't asking, is it a crotch rocket? What's a crotch rocket? What's the, the fairing? Was there a point during that where you were like, maybe I should steer the conversation back to her? Like, were you, um, because this goes on for a really long, how long time. How long does that go on for? Like, it goes on <laughs> a couple minutes more, I would think. Like three minutes. It was eight minutes of motorcycle talk, which and is a long time. Let me ask you this. Did you, like, break out a picture? Is that what was going on? Were you guys were looking at a picture of, of your bike? At some point, it became prudent to just show a picture because it was confusing. I actually don't remember. You got to know your audience. Mm. You have to be aware that, hey, man, this chick does not give a fuck about motorcycles. <laughs> she is just, I, I care about it. I'll tell her a bit. And then, because you're supposed to tell people what you're into. Um, what was she into? Eight minute long dissertation on motorcycles, though, is a bit. Yeah. For me, uh, why ask many follow up questions if you're completely disinterested? That's the only thing that I find confusing about it. What do you? What is she supposed to do? Just be quiet and then be like, obviously, I'm wrong, right? So that I'm not. I'm not trying to establish. Uh, I don't need to be right here. You misread <laughs> politeness for genuine enthusiasm. I mis- okay. I misread politeness apparently a lot on that date. <laughs> Look. Here's something else that you should ask yourself, and I know this. This is this is something. Some people are just more self-involved than others. Also, yeah. man, like yo, bro, uh, what is it? Brevity is the something of wit or some mm. shit. There's like, yo, bro, you you'll say something to us and we'll get it. Yeah, but then you keep expounding on it, mm. like yo, man, boom, boom, and then that gives that gives the other person a chance to jump in. Yeah, you just be a little quicker. Yeah, like we have faith in our intelligence too that we pick up what you're putting down and you don't have to over explain stuff. You know, if for a polite person when they wait if they're waiting for their turn to say something back, they'll be waiting a minute. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a it's a it's definitely a point well taken. And I and I emphatically agree. I I this this I know about myself. So yes, point well taken. Another tip, not just for Jason, but for everyone out there, you don't have to just sit there talking to each other. You can like do stuff. Let me ask you this: yeah. Like, I don't really have any like special powers to <laughs> like for like I don't have a dog where that women are attracted to. But like, how quickly do you get people on the back of that motorcycle? Yeah. This sounds like something fun to do. <laughs> like, hey, you want to go for a ride in the country or some shit like that? Get out of the city. We we'll go check out some shit. Do you ever do that? And how long does it take? 
I dated a guy in New York that had a Vespa, and when he pulled out his extra helmet, I was like, whoa, this guy's smooth. And that's a Vespa, bro. Yeah. I know. That's a friggin' Vespa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's something to plan on, too. It's yeah. like, maybe we can. You know, you, you make these we statements. And it gives mm. them, it gives a person something to look forward to. And it sounds like a bike is uh, a nice. That would be something I would do if I drove a motorcycle. Yeah, does one drive a motorcycle? With ride it. You ride. Okay, if you I ride. ride. If I was a motorcycle yeah. pilot, I would. Fly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe instead of talking about fairing, hmm. next time yeah. you could be like, "Why don't we take it for a spin sometime?" Yeah. 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 So let's play the next piece of tape. My dream is to retire into politics. I do want to be president, and I believe I have a I believe there's a chance. That's just what gets me through life. I don't think I'm going to become president, but I have to like believe there's a chance I have something to work towards. Oh, fuck. But that's my goal. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> what were you trying to say with that? It was a way to express the fact that I, I have lofty goals that I don't realistically think I'll I may ever get to but it's important for me to have them to work towards I but did you, you know, hear how you said it just then you're like look man I like to I like to go you know like a go, I like to go for stuff like yeah. I like to shoot for things I'm driven blah 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 you know and that sounds way different than I'm gonna retire into politics and be president, president. <laughs> here's the thing with for me hearing that I was like I would, <laughs> if I were on a date and a guy was like, my ultimate goal is to be president, I'd be like, oh, this is a crazy person. Mm. <laughs> like, or he's like, driven. I guess he, I don't. Well, I don't think that's crazy. No, I think like it's it's a fine goal to have. It's just like if somebody was it, like, don't say it out loud. That's that first date mm. shit right there. Yeah, just don't say it out. Like, wait, I need to know you a little bit more to like understand what you mean by that it's hard to examine yourself of course i want to i want to suggest that I, I i can be more empathetic or in the sense of you know more aware situationally so jason has admitted that he talked too much check and that the way he says things can make him come off badly check he even admitted that he never asked carrie what she did for a living until he was prompted by our producer so, Jason, what did you learn from today? Did you learn anything you're going to use on your next date? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you guys very fairly pointed out the too much detail aspect of, of explaining something or going too specifically into something, being more aware of my audience, which is certainly something I know I could do a much better job at. But, you know, filter your, your craziness a little bit. Just chop off the, <laughs> just chop off the extremes. It sounds to me like you're about to do that on your next date, bro, so go for it. And, don't, and Yeah, and leave the crazy shit for like the third date. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, thank you. We tried. All the best to Jason. And for all you straight guys out there, take note. Be yourself, but listen and ask questions. Ask her about herself. She is at least as interesting as you. I promise. If there's hope for Jason, there's hope for everyone. On next week's episode, we send Emma out on her first date in more than a year. You can call me queer, bisexual, pansexual, whatever. I usually just say queer. Um, I'm not really interested in dating men right now. Um, I couldn't really tell you why, except that just like, I've had enough. I need a break. <laughs> yeah, fuck those guys. Ugh. <laughs> That's next time on DTR. 
DTR is a branded podcast from Tinder and Gimlet Creative. This episode was produced by me, Jane Marie, Matt Schultz, Julia Botero, Garrett Crow, and Caitlin Boguki, with help from Rachel Jacobs and Ben Kiebrick. Nicole Wong is our senior producer. Nazanin Rafsanjani is our creative director. Zach Schmidt and Katherine Anderson mixed this episode. Additional production by Little Everywhere. If you're enjoying the show, do us a favor and leave a review. And you know what a cool first date move is? Grabbing your date's phone and subscribing them to this podcast. You can find us literally anywhere you listen to podcasts or go to DTRshow.com. I'm Jane Marie. Thanks for listening. 